In today's episode, once again, we speak to Rocky Lalwani. Rocky Lalwani is a speaker and host of Profit Answer Man podcast, teaching financial planning and growing your wealth. He's also the Chief Profitability Officer and Certified Profit First Professional. Rocky stands by three truths. One, money is a tool, not end goal. Two, prioritizing life over money is key. And three, being intentional and purposeful makes all the difference. And in today's episode, Rocky is talking is telling us why you have the wrong equation for, for profit. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, we have the fabulous Rocky Lawini. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you for having me back. Excited to be here again. Thank you so much, Rocky. We had such a fantastic conversation on Money on Friday Feature. We had to have you back on Money Talkies. Rocky, everyone's heard how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So I work with small business owners to help them having a growing and more profitable business. That's basically it. Fantastic. And this ties in with what we the topic for today, which is you have the wrong equation for profit. And I have to say that title got me very, very intrigued as well. Being a money person, it would do. So, I mean, a while off camera, Rocky, we're saying why um, something about why bookkeepers and accountants don't help you to make profit. How does that work? I thought the reason why I have an accountant and a bookkeeper is to make a profit. So what are you telling me now? So I think this is where we struggle. In A, so I know you love to talk about mindsets, mm. and let's talk about the mindsets of the bookkeeper and the accountant. Okay. So the purpose of bookkeeping is to make sure that your transactions are properly categorized within your accounting system, whatever accounting system mm. you use. So the bookkeeper is in the weeds, right? They're looking at however many hundreds, thousands, millions of transactions you have, mm -hmm. and they're making sure they go to the right place. Mm -hmm. When you're in the weeds, do you think you can see the forest? No. No. So they're in the weeds, making sure everything's done correctly. They're not looking at the forest, which is your profitability. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, right. That's they're, not looking at your, they're not looking at your business health. Now, there are some that are trained to do this. But when you go to bookkeeping training, that's not what they talk about. Mm -hmm. All they talk about is this type of expense goes in this type of category, except when X, and then we do Y, and then we put this debit here and this credit there. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so that's their focus. Okay. Now let's look at the focus of the accountant. Most people have a tax accountant, correct? Mm-hmm. So what is the purpose of a tax accountant to fill out a tax form? Mm -hmm. Do they care about whether your bookkeeping shows you how to be profitable? No, 
Their mindset is, I need to fill out this tax form. We are going to design your bookkeeping system to make my life easy. Hmm. And so I'm going to make sure that your books show me, the tax preparer, how to put things in the right place for the tax purposes, because I have a legal and fiduciary responsibility, not to you, but to the government, because I'm signing this tax return saying this is a a good tax return. Hmm. So their mindset is compliance on taxes. And I hear many business owners say to me, you know, my, my accountant doesn't help me understand what I'm paying in taxes or do tax planning or any of that. And many of them don't because mm-hmm. their focus is how do I get your information onto this form in a way compliant for the government? Yeah. And so, again, both of these people are not focused on your profit. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get to the equation. So in the United States, we have what's called gap accounting, generally accepted accounting principles. Mm -hmm. And UK's probably got very similar standards, but basically everybody is told that the way we figure out the equation is sales minus expenses equals profit. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Right. So where's profit in that equation? At the end. Yeah. It's a leftover. Yeah. Right. It's not something we affect. It's something that happens. So here in the United States, most business owners don't know they're profitable until they sit down with their tax attorney. Mm -hmm. And the conversation goes like this. Congratulations, you were profitable last year. You made $100,000 and you owe the IRS $30,000. Now, two things happen. First, the business owners go, where's my hundred grand? That, Mm -hmm. That money is not in my bank account. Yeah. The second thing they go is, how the hell am I supposed to pay 30 grand to the government? Yeah. I don't have that money. Yeah. What happened? And the accountant just laughs at him and says, well, you spent it, right? Mm. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. The other problem is when you look at a P&L and you look at that equation, profit misses a lot of things. So if you're paying back a loan, profit is missing the actual principal payments on the loan. So you make a payment every month. Let's say it's $1,000, 150 is interest, 850 is paying back the principal on the loan. The 850 isn't showing up on your profit and loss. And so you might have all these loan payments and you're going, I'm supposed to be profitable. Where's my money? Well, your accountant, again, they're using a system that's not designed to show you profit. They're using a system designed to fill out tax returns. Mm, How interesting. Okay. So uh, there is no one report in accounting that can show you well where your cash and profitability are. We have to work with three different reports. They all look at things totally differently. And unless you know where things are hidden and how to see the changes in the reports, it's difficult. So I know you have kids. When they were young, they might have had those those little things where they show you two pictures and they're like, find the eight differences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no offense, but the way our accounting system works, it's like, yeah, here are two reports, find the eight differences. And for most people, their eyes glaze over. Mm. But until you learn to look at your balance sheet month by month, because that's really where your money's made and see the differences and figure out why it occurred and what happened, it becomes very, very difficult. Now, this probably sounds overwhelming. So we're going to make it simple for everybody. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because I know most business owners are not going into their accounting software. Most business owners are logging into their bank and going, do I have money? Don't I have money? Yes. Can I spend? Do I need to sell? Do I need to collect? Correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mike Michalowicz is the person who wrote the book Profit First. He's a serial entrepreneur. He actually had a forensic accounting firm. And he had another company back in the late 90s. They actually investigated Enron. Enron was guilty. His accounting firm was never profitable until he sold it. And when he sold it, he made a massive profit. Yeah. And he walked away from selling these companies with seven figures of profit. Hmm. Now, when you have that kind of success, you think you're a smart businessman. But remember, he was never profitable. So he started doing all kinds of business deals. Within a couple of years, the money was all gone. They were coming for the keys to the house and the car, mm -hmm. right? Foreclosure. So when you go through that, let's face it, mindset, we face a little bit of depression and a little bit of struggle. How did this happen? How could I have screwed it up? Mm -hmm. And he spent a lot of time doing a little bit of soul searching. And one of the things he had was an aha moment. He goes, they gave me the wrong equation for profit. Mm -hmm. So he said, how do we have the right equation for profit? So he said, it should be sales minus profit equals expenses. Pay yourself first, right? We've been told this, yeah. pay yourself first. Yeah. Same thing in business. Mm -hmm. So now when we say up front, we are going to be profitable. If we, if we, if we price out a product, we know, hey, I need my profit up front. Mm -hmm. And so- we, we now take our profits first. And what do we do? We constrain our spending. Mm -hmm. The problem is everyone's been told you need to spend money to make money. Yes. And who says that? Salespeople. Oh, you want to grow your business? You got to spend money with me and I'll help you grow your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're, we're given the wrong mindset and the wrong answers. And so the second part of why this worked and it's kind of the, the, the second aha moment and if any of your, your listeners are in the restaurant business, you know this. If I have a buffet and at the beginning of my buffet, I have large plates, what's going to happen? You're going to eat more. You're going to eat more. You're going to fill out your plate more. Hmm. What if I put a small plate at the beginning of the buffet? You'll eat you're, less. You're going to eat less. You're going to take less. And so that was kind of the second aha. This is what's called Parkinson's law. And hmm. Parkinson's law says a business will use up all the resources allocated, whether it be time and money. So if I come to a business owner, right, and you say, okay, we're going to open a new location. First question is, what's your budget and how much time? Whatever you say, it will happen. So if you say I'm opening this location, it's $200,000 and we've got six months. I guarantee you it will be $210,000 and it will take mm -hmm. seven months because mm -hmm. we always underestimate. What if I came to you and said, hmm, we're going to open this location. I've got 40 grand and I've got 30 days. You are all very entrepreneurial. You're smart people. You will mm -hmm. find a way when you are pushed and constrained. Now, people say to me, how do I go from 200 grand to 40 grand? This is absurd. This is impossible. Mm -hmm. And I'll challenge you. If you look at most businesses and you look at most of life, it's the 80-20 rule. 20% mm -hmm. of what you do produces 80% of the results. Nobody takes the next step. The next step is 40% of what you do produces 96% of the results, Wow! which okay. means 60% of what you do produces 4%. Mm. 
Now, if you listen to my previous episode, you remember we talking about my work? Mm-hmm. Well, I figured out the 40% that allowed me to have 96%. So I got 60% of my time back to go enjoy other parts of life. Mm-hmm. You as a business owner can do the same thing. But here's what's really cool as a business owner, because many times we have multiple streams of income. If I spend 40% over here and get 96%, and then I go spend 40% somewhere else and get another 96%, I am now at 192%. And I still have 20% margin to live my life, to be with my kids, to be with my family, to do the things I love. It sounds simple. It may take you years to get to this point Hmm. because it does take time and work. So That's the thing. Now, let's take this back to business finances because that's what we're here. Mike took these two principles, took the fact that most business owners aren't looking at their their QuickBooks or whatever accounting system that they're using or their reports that come from their accountant 45 days later so that everyone's looking in the rearview mirror. Nobody's looking forward and saying, what can I do today to improve my business? Hmm. And he created a system. And basically what happens with this system is all your money that comes into your business goes into one account. So whenever I look at my bank balance, I know how much money has come in Hmm. and I can see it right there, clear as day, real time, not, oh, I sold something today. Woohoo, let's party. Wait a minute. They're not actually going to pay you for 30 days and maybe they'll be late. So maybe you're not actually going to get that money for 45 days. But in the meantime, you've got money going out to deliver that that product. Right now, by looking at this account, I know how much money I have today that came in. And then what we do is we take that money and guess what the first thing we do is? Profit. Profit, right? So in the, in the book, Mike shows you based on your revenue, what a target profit should be for your business. And the first thing we do is on a regular schedule, we take that percent of the account. So let's say I look at my account and there's $50,000 in my account. And I said, 10% is profit. I take 10% of $50,000. I put it in a separate bank account, which is labeled profit. And now I have my $5,000 of profit. So you, you wouldn't leave it in the same bank account. You leave it in a, it's all, so can you have the same bank, but different accounts? Or do you want it yes. separate, a separate bank as well? Well, we'll talk about that. For the basics, same bank, different account. Okay. Some people say, can I do this on a spreadsheet? No, you can't. No, you can't do this in accounting software because none of you are using it. Hmm. So you won't use it. It doesn't work. This is hmm. very emotional. Yes. And this is really a mindset shift. So the first thing we do is we put the money aside for profit. Mm-hmm. The next thing we do is we put the percentage aside for your pay. Because most business owners pay themselves last. They pay everybody else first Hmm. and they pay themselves last and then they struggle financially. And let me tell you, if you are struggling financially at home, Hmm. you're going to struggle financially in your business because you're going to cut corners. Hmm. You're going to do things you don't want to. You're not going to be running your business based on your values. You're running your business based on your checkbook. So we put your money aside to cover your pay because you deserve to be paid first. You're the one who took the risk. Next up, we take money and we put it into the tax account so that when the accountant says, congratulations, you're profitable, you owe $30,000 in taxes, you go look at your profit account and go, oh, I have 40,000. I can write that check. Hmm, I hate writing that check, but I can write the check. Now back to business, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so we, we handle that. And then lastly, we put the amount in for our expenses. And this is what we run our business on. And so when I go to look at my expense account, I truly know what I have to spend in my business. I'm constrained and I have to learn to live within that. And if I'm constantly overspending my expense account, I have a very quick early warning system that my business is spending too much money. Mm. And so on a set allocation, and we tell people, you know, you can do this. We only use about three different allocation models. We're four. You, you can do this once a week. All right. So if you've got a high revolving cash flow business, once a week's fine. No more than once a week. A lot of businesses do it twice a week. Mike recommends the 10th and 25th. You, you make your allocations on the 10th and 25th, and then you pay your bills on the 10th and 25th. So you can immediately see how everything's going. Hmm. Some businesses that have good cash flow or that are like they get paid once a month can do this on a monthly basis. And so those are the things you have a set date on your calendar, a set appointment where you move your money to where it belongs. You pay your bills. We're taking all the emotions out of this and you know where you sit in the day. I don't care what the accounting system says. We know how our cash is moving. And that is the bottom line is cash movement. Is my cash going where I expect it to go? Cash flow is reality, right? Top line is vanity. Too many people worried, I made a million dollars this year. No, you didn't. Bottom line is sanity and the cash flow is reality. Mm -hmm. I don't care if your company's profitable. If you have no cash, you're done. And business growth sucks up cash and it causes a lot of people who are growing to stumble and fall. So this system allows you to see where your money is at the moment. No fancy accounting system. Open up your thing. You can look at all your bank accounts. Okay, profit's going well. My pay is there so I can pay myself. I no longer feel guilty about taking money out of the company. I know I'm ready for taxes. And hey, I'm keeping my spending constrained. I'm not spending my paycheck. I'm not spending my profit. I'm not spending my tax money. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. You asked about accounts in another bank. There are some entrepreneurs who, if they see a dollar, will spend it, hmm. okay? For those entrepreneurs, we highly recommend their profit and their tax account be at another bank that is hard to access. Mike actually has to have somebody co-sign his checks because he'll spend it. Hmm. So it's, again, we're putting constraints in. The biggest thing this does, though, it takes all the emotions out of everything, that's the key, I think, isn't it? I think I've it tried. Is. Yeah, I've tried, and I, I, I'll be honest about it. Um, I've the reason why I asked about separate accounts was because I tried putting profit and uh, and allocation, and a time of the will just take it out and put it back in. I'll take it out and put it back in, and you never put it back in, and you end up spending. And so my, my next question is going to be, how do you, if you are spending, if you're, for example, if you're an entrepreneur and you are making about 15, 20,000 a month at least. And, but most of that is going into marketing because a lot, a lot, you know, people who spend a lot mm. on marketing, but now you're in a stuck in a, in a cycle. So for example, I'm going to give an example where, um, I don't know, randomly somebody spends 
15,000 on a Facebook ads on a monthly basis. And they do get revenue and sometimes they don't and it works out. So the money that comes in automatically goes out to the to their revenue. So they're stuck in the cycle because they you know they they pay and they get clients. How would they reduce that? And, okay. and how how well, how do you work around this? Baby steps. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Let's just say you're making twenty thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Fifteen thousand is going into Facebook. Uh, client acquisition Facebook. Right up front, if I look at a business like that, I I tell them they have a problem. Yeah, I agree. Their I agree. number one problem is they're spending too much for client acquisition, mm-hmm. which tells me their Facebook ads aren't working properly. Mm-hmm. Because if that's what you're spending, you've got a advertising problem that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. But you're a business owner. You're like, I can't stop. Okay, let's spend 14000 this month on Facebook ads. Let's put $1,000 in profit. This is for you. Let's, let's start small. Okay. So at least now I've got $1,000 a month coming in, mm-hmm. right? Now let's look at your Facebook ads. Let's look at that and let's figure out of the money you're spending on Facebook ads, which one of your ads is converting. Mm. Take the time to dig into the numbers. This is what I sit with my clients and do because usually they're not spending on Facebook. They're spending on Facebook and LinkedIn and somewhere they're spending in multiple places. And so we, we look at each place and then we tie the revenue and the client acquisition back to that place. And so now I look at it and I go, oh, the five grand on Facebook is not providing you anything, right? The five grand you're spending over here is providing all your revenue. Mm. So let's cut the 10, let's double down on the five. And now we're still, we're still spending less, but now we are truly getting the best revenue for that return. Now that we've done that, let's optimize our ads. Let's start A-B testing. Let's start doing different things. Let's figure out how to make it better. Let's, let's refine the audience. Who is my audience? Where are they? How do I keep ratcheting this down? This might take two years. It might. This is the reality. Mike tells you to go from where you are today to where he, he says you can be in the book. For most businesses, on average, two and a half years. So this is not overnight success, little tiny baby steps, little wins over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I think too often we have been told you need to be on social media. Too often we've been told you got to spend money to make money. I challenge them entirely. I don't believe they are true. There are many people who are in business who are not on any of those and are making a lot of money. So imagine you take that same business, you're making $20,000 a month, 15 is going on advertising. If you could figure out a way to get client acquisition without $15,000, what has that done to your cash flow? Massive, massive, massive. What does that require? You to stop grinding and you to take a breath and you to think about your business instead of throwing money at it. Hmm. I think that I think that is the the hard part. I remember. I think a lot of the times when you know small business owners say, or they you know entrepreneurs online especially, they have so much going on and they don't want to think about money. They don't want to look about the numbers, and um, the thought of numbers makes them want to throw up. That oh, I can't. I don't. I don't want to do this. I don't. You know what's what's the, what's the really point? So That's, they need to they need to put someone in that seat whether it's you, me, or somebody else, it could be their spouse. Like first, 
I, I will tell you, this is the one thing I've noticed. Most spouses are pretty good with the numbers when, when the other spouse isn't. Mm-hmm. They tie to it, and but they won't listen to that spouse. No. And so the first thing you can do, your spouse will be very good at accountability. <laughs> they love to be, a, they love to hold you accountable. So if you're struggling, start there. Like you mm-hmm. don't need one of us. You've got to find somebody to sit in that seat or you have to wear that hat. You're going to have to just throw up for an hour a month, hmm. right? And I know some business owners actually make hats. One says marketing, one says operations, one says, you know, finance. And they sit down, they put on their finance hat, they devote the hour and they suck it up and they do it. I think I think I think this is an important lesson for for um, everyone. I think far too many times, I think oh, people want to come into entrepreneurial game and they we want to be entrepreneurs and they we want to create something and they're passionate about a project or a or or speaking or uh, I work with a lot of coaches, you know, or the coaching practice. They love that side of it, but they they neglect to understand that it's a business. So they have there's a business side to it. And they have to follow the business rules too. I think this is what drags them down. And 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 I know for a fact. I mean, I, the, most people who I work with are six figure plus, so they're they're making these figures, six figures. But even with six figures, that's barely keeping them afloat because so much money is going out. And I, as I was talking to you, I was looking, thinking back, because I do have multiple businesses, and coaching is one of my one of my businesses, um, and it's. And I call it the least profitable, probably because more money goes out from it than anything else because I spend so much on, on Facebook ads and other rubbish. And, and I'm not sure, you know, I do look at my ads, but I think I, when I look at acquisitions and stuff, it's not as profitable. But then I think, well, I do it because I want people to know and I want to do these workshops and I want to do people to see me and da da da. And I don't, we don't make any, any money as yet from the podcast either. And that's another way we obviously money goes out. Yet, um, you're right. I need to focus on saying, okay, if it's not profitable, we need to cut it out. And if it's not profitable, we need to make, make a way to make it profitable, right? Yeah. So early on in my business, I had a conversation with somebody and we really talked about, okay, do I pay for lead gen? Do I pay somebody to run Facebook ads for me? Do I do all of this or do I do it myself? Hmm. And what he said to me is, if you build your systems and in your business off of other people's marketing, you will always be beholden to them. Mm, That's powerful. If you build it yourself and you take longer, you will, you'll, you'll know it better. And I I will tell you the clients that have done this themselves and understand it. Mm. I can't tell you how many times at some point they go, okay, I'm going to turn it over to an agency. And they bring in an agency. And even though these agencies are ungodly expensive, they fail miserably. Oh, because- I, can, I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I, I, and I can, I, I gosh, um, I've, I've come to the conclusion when it comes to marketing ads and now go, going into Google ads, I have to do it. Every right. single time I've used an agency, it's messed me up big time. And they're really expensive as well. They're not, they're not cheap. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've messed me up. And one of them actually got me my ad account bound, um, you know, about, just about, almost two years ago. I had somebody who was about to do $100,000 a month in advertising through an agency, paying the agency 20 grand a month. 
Now, he, he had already been doing it himself with probably a budget of around 20000 a month. Mm-hmm. Highly successful. Went with the agency. They put some new person on his account. Literally within three weeks, he fired him. He's like, all you're doing is losing me money. Like you have zero conversion rate. They don't understand your audience. They don't understand your people. They don't get the emotional part of it. Mm. And so I think that's a big part of it. So I have two podcasts. My first podcast is the one that I I use to begin my my financial coaching business, which was on the personal side. Mm. I have an editor. I have a more polished thing. I have a script writer and all these types of things. So I'm spending all this money on this podcast. It's making me no money. Mm. When I started my second podcast, which is Profit Answer Man, we said, this is profit first. I have to follow profit first principles. Mm. We're going to spend as little money on this podcast as possible. So I don't have an editor. I, I don't do anything fancy. I just, as fast and as quick as I can record and put out an episode, no show notes, no nothing, no what. You know what it does? It puts clients on my plate. Mm. Because I just changed my whole mentality of how I was going to look at this and how I was going to do it. And I think too often we don't want to do something. So we throw money at it. That's, I think that's very true. You don't want to do it. And you, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's the idea that if I put spend money on it, I will get good returns and not all money, not all investments are equal. So this is where no. you have to be consciously aware. I mean, I, we, for our, for, 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 uh, for our podcast, we do have an editor and we have a, a, a VA who does the yeah, uploads the the, uh, the show notes and all of that stuff. But it's not as as brilliant as it could be. Um, I started when it was, you know, literally uh, in, in, in the midst of COVID, when COVID started in, in June of that year. And it's grown, but it's, I wouldn't say I'm nowhere near compared to be as polished as some of the other podcasts out there, but we're one of the top ranking because we we give out good content and, um and we do it from the heart. I think that's it. Um, considering, I think if I took it more seriously as a business, the podcast itself, I'm sure it'll be a lot more profitable. But I, it, at some point, you have to choose what you want to focus on because you can do. We can focus on everything, and then you, you're jack of all trades, master of none. So we kept the podcast as a way of us to get the message out to everybody, and the coaching to re- generate revenue. That gives me the time and space to focus on my other businesses. And uh, and keep everything in check. Whilst being a you know being a parent to two young munchkins, I'll give out most of my time anyway. So I think you I think you're right. Everything we do, we have to see what kind of profit we can generate from it. Or if we are if making the conscious decision, like okay, I'm doing this and I'm not doing this to have advertising because we're having an ask for advertising space. You know, we can easily now go to. Um, various uh, sponsors and get advertising sp- uh, sponsorship for for the podcast, but when uh, I do like your idea that I need to go back and see in my my coaching business where am I leaking money? And the one point that I walked away from here is we're all leaking money, and in businesses, and we have to you know plug in those leaks and and take those um, take the money from there and put it into profit. Our sale, you know, our uh, wages, and of course for allocation for SAP taxes as well. Most businesses have a ton of leaks, mm. and and the bigger the business, the more the leaks. Because here's the other truth of the matter: employees are not rewarded for saving money. Mm. Employees are not rewarded for making you profitable. Employees are rewarded for spending money. Right? Let's let's go back. Hey, I've got a new marketing campaign. We're gonna do Facebook ads. Oh, that's awesome. Go do it. Here's money. Make it happen. And so 
that employee, it's not their money. What do they care? They didn't mm-hmm. spend it like crazy. And then it's like, oh, it didn't work. What should we do next? And then it's hard to make that decision going, wait a minute. I've had this person for me for three years. They've spent all this money on Facebook ads and not a single lead has come in. Mm-hmm. When am I going to rip the Band-Aid off and change that person, which is very difficult to do mindset wise? Yes, it is. <laughs> I should know. I should know. OK, well, on that note, I, you know, I want to we want to wrap this up. Any final thoughts about uh, about, um, you know, profit first and how small businesses should be looking at their finances? Yes. So you've probably listened to this and said, oh, my God, we've been drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. What do I do this minute? How do I start with one simple baby step? Here's your one little baby step. I just want you to open up one extra bank account. And every month, I just want you to take 1% of your sales, $1 out of 100 that you are not going to miss. And I want you to put it in that bank account. Do that for three months. And in three months, look at what you've got and ask yourself, do I want to get a little bit more serious? Do I want to make the 1%, 2%? Maybe three months after that, when you start looking at, don't even touch the account look at the money in there and go, oh, maybe it's time I start doing something. And if you're not willing to do it yourself, use that money to hire somebody that's good to sit in your money seat. Sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant. Okay, fantastic. And so um, tell us, Rocky, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? So my website is called Profit Comes First. You can find me there. You can get two free chapters of the book. You can find out about all our different offerings or get a chance to chat with me. The money podcast for business owners is called Profit Answer Man. And that's where I teach everything that we have talked about in so much more depth, but it's all understandable. We break it down. We don't talk accounting mumbo jumbo. We make it simple for you and we show you actual examples of business owners that have done this and how it's changed their lives. We had one guy who said, I was able to buy a house in Hawaii and move my business there because of profit first. So it works, it's successful. And then on the money mindset side and how to live the ultimate life, we talk about that at Richer Soul. Wonderful. Fantastic. And so if you are listening to us on the podcast, the links that Rocky just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to his his podcast as well. Do check him out. He sounds amazing. And I'm sure I'm going to follow him too. Well, Rocky, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest on Friday Feature. You've been phenomenal. And um, I'm sure everyone, I know I've learned a lot and everybody else must have learned so much. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to join you. And thank you for listening to me and Rocky today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they can help us, you and I, to build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.